0: Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello, and welcome to the Headliner Radio podcast. We're joined today by Hayley Witters, who's an American country musician and singer songwriter, originally from Iowa and uh, now based in Nashville. Hayley, it's great to have you on the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: How have Hi. you been getting? No, you're very, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. It's lovely to have you on the show. How have you been getting on recently throughout this, uh, throughout this lockdown period? Is it? Is it all a bit mad over there still at the moment?
1: It is a bit mad. <laughs> um, just hanging in there. Uh, you know, obviously, touring is out of the question this year. So sure. I've been doing a lot of co-writing, which has been, um, you know, n- not necessarily what I planned on spending the year doing. I, I was really hoping to be able to get out and tour my new record, The Dream. But um,
2: sure,
1: I am just hunkering down and writing more songs and, uh, you know, getting into the studio when i can and recording new music so yeah yeah it's a bit unexpected but just you know trying to channel it into uh staying creative and staying positive i guess
0: yeah absolutely i think that's that's massively important at the moment to kind of keep yourself busy um you know stay active m- you know keep that pro- productivity up so yeah absolutely that's that's great that's great stuff um and obviously, you, I understand you've been quite busy at the moment, um, music, mu- you know, music-wise. At the start of August, you announced a new live-in-studio session series with uh, a fantastic piano rendition of your song "Dream Girl" um, from your latest album, "The Dream," which you mentioned. Um, that was released in February, wasn't it? The Dream.
1: I'm sorry. Say that one more time.
0: the The album, "The Dream," which was released earlier this year. Um, and I've mentioned the live in studio session series. I'm just curious to know kind of where that idea came from. Was that something that you kind of thought? You know, did it come out of necessity after after lockdown hit? You know, the idea of this um, this live in studio session series. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was. I I just missed not being able to be on the road, and I felt like that was something that um, you know fans were. You know, missing out on with this record. I mean, there's there's not really any way for us to get to perform these songs. So we just booked a studio here in town and um, ran the songs down as though we were live. And um, and then we just wanted to give that to fans so that they could experience these songs in that setting. And um, we had a little bit of fun with it with Dream Girl. You know, you mentioned uh, we kind of reinterpreted the version and um created kind of stripped it back i guess a little bit production wise and made um you know piano at the forefront and it really reinvented the song in a way to me um but yeah i think we just it felt good to get the band together it felt good to be playing music there's that synergy of you know a live performance with your band and Mm -hmm. um that that doesn't come across on the record maybe or that um i just felt like it was it was important to do because i just i wish that we could be performing this record live for fans but it's just it's just not going to happen this year so
0: yeah yeah i mean like you say, I mean, everyone's kind of in the same boat, but everyone's trying to adapt to find out their own, you know, their own way of of staying kind of connected with the fans. And you've been releasing these studio session performances each week for the last five weeks, right? Because um, they're, you know, they're these really nice, intimate studio performances, and they're, and they are a great way of staying connected with your with your audiences.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we dropped these videos. We dropped one every, I think, one one a week for the last 5 weeks. So, Yeah. yeah. It's been it's been awesome. It's been great.
0: Cool. Cool. And why did you decide on Dream Girl as, as the first live session? Is is that record particularly special to you? Um, and you said you kind of approached the uh, the live version in uh, kind of a different way.
1: Yeah, I think it is special to me. I mean, that song for me has always been really fun live like just doing it the way the it it was on the record it's always been one that feels so fun to perform live and so i don't think there was any necessarily rhyme or reason for why that's the one that we released first Mm -hmm. but i know we were all really excited about that new version it just felt it, it, it was funny that you could you know reimagine a song Like that, and have it be so pleasantly happy with both versions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love both versions. I'm kind of now torn because I'm like, which one are we going to play live? I love (laughs) both. And I think that both bring a different side to the song. Mm. Um, The the new live and studio version, it feels very vulnerable, very stripped, more ballad, you know, than kind of um, anthem, you know, party girl anthem, like. I'm getting over you vibe. So, um, both are real special. And I think we just were really excited to get that one out first.
0: Yeah. 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 Fair enough. I mean, is, is that, would you say that's the thing you're kind of missing most at the moment, not being able to, to get out and and tour and, and that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a bummer because this year, I mean, I've feel like we just had so much going on this year and uh, we were really, really going full speed ahead. And this year I was going to get to do a lot of, uh, a lot of firsts and I was really excited about that. And I had just released this record and I was ready to go and to just promote it and, and play it for fans and that just completely shut down. So it, it, it was a little disappointing and yeah, sucks to hit pause and, um, you know, I have more music that I'm getting ready to release. And so in a way it, it feels a little like sad that we might be moving on to new music without really getting to give the dream a shot. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: no, it's just, it just kind of sucks, but I, I, I'm hoping we can get back to the road soon and I can still, um, you know, let this album live a little bit of life as far as live performance and stuff. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm trying not to complain because everyone, you know, everyone's going through it right now. Mm. Um, Mm. But I am looking forward to, to being able to to perform, you know, healthy and happy and back to that. So,
0: yeah, for sure. And I think these, these studio sessions that you've been doing this month are um, kind of a great way to kind of, Fill in filling the gaps, I guess, and and a way for for your fans to to still enjoy the, the last album. You know, like you say, you can't tour it at the moment, but it's a way of um, you know, still getting it out there, I guess.
2: Yeah. Which is totally. great.
0: Which is great. Okay, so um you were recently awarded the rising artist writer of the year at the AIMP Nashville Awards. Um, you know, the album's received it has received a lot of praise so far, which is which is lovely, obviously what was your initial reaction to receiving that award at the AM, IOMPs? Cause that's, that's pretty huge.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just shock and it just gratitude and appreciation. And, you know, it's been such a, it's been a long journey for me. I've been here for 13 years mm-hmm. and, um, you know, cutting my teeth on music row. That's where it all started for me, just writing songs and building friendships and, mm-hmm you know, late nights, uh, writing and hanging out. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, have said like music row sometimes feels like a high school cafeteria, you know, like <laughs> we're all just friends and championing each other and getting lunch and writing songs. And, um, it was really cool because to be recognized by your community of peers, um, as a rising new artist, it just felt very special. And, um, I just started racing. My mind started racing with all of these memories that I've just had, kind of growing up. I guess you could say on Music Row, and yeah, um, it felt very special. Like I just, I feel very grateful to have been recognized. And um, I never win anything. <laughs> like I never <laughs> win anything.
0: Well, you have now. I won, a
1: water, I won a water bottle at like a church thing when I was twelve. So. I mean, it feels cool to get to be recognized, to get to be in the spotlight and um, to have the community just, you know, re- kind of, you know, recognize you, I guess, on the work that you've been doing. And that felt really good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's it's definitely something to be extremely proud of, I think. When did you first start writing songs? Like, where did your passion kind of stem from? Um, was it originally something that you were doing for other artists? Because I know you released your first album in 2015, but obviously... It's, it's you know, it's been going along on a lot longer than that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess like when I first started writing, I was really young and I started writing um, just poetry and stuff, you know, writing okay. in English class. And, and I had a teacher who recognized that um, I had a strength in that. And so she started pursuing or, you know, encouraging me to write more. And, um, you know, once this is, hilarious but once like spice girls hit and the dixie chicks and all those (laughs) like girl bands hit in the 90s i was as you know a very young girl really inspired by all of that and Mm. um i had a guidance counselor in elementary school i asked him like what do you have to do to be you know a country artist and he told me he asked me who i liked and i said i like the dixie chicks and he said well do you know they they write their own songs and i was like no I didn't know that. So then, you know, he kind of planted the seed and I, I got a guitar and I started being just, you know, bedroom singer songwriter and dreaming about Nashville. And so I came down here when I was 16 and absolutely changed everything for me. I instantly had to move down here. And so when I graduated high school, that's what I did. And, um, I was very naive to the industry. I had no idea no idea what it was about um i I didn't even know where to start so i just started knocking on doors messaging club owners Mm, showing mm. up asking them for shows and i realized very early on nashville was very much a co-writing community yeah so um i started going up to to you know musicians and stuff when they got off stage and just asking if they'd want to co-write sometime and, um, that's how it all started. Just building that network, getting, you know, a handful of songs that, uh, I'd go play out. And then, um, my publisher at carnival, Emily Schiraldi, she signed me to carnival mm-hmm. and I've been writing there for eight years and yeah, it's been, a, it's been a grind. And I have had a few songs that I've written recorded, um, by other artists, mm-hmm and it's been wonderful. Like there's no feeling like hearing someone else sing your song, but I think always, you know, in the back of my mind, I always wanted to be, to get to be the one who to sang perform.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And so this thing has always been kind of, you know, always kind of picking at me. And, and so I finally decided, you know, I'm going to make a record of my own and, um, I, I love writing, and so if anyone ever records a song of mine, it's still a huge, huge accomplishment to me, and I'm very grateful for that. And but I always want to be able to put out my own records too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like it, it came about quite organically, really, which is really nice. You know, having that support in Nashville of that creative community around you must have been, you know, it makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? To kind of make your, make your mark really, um, when you've got that much support, which is, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, like all of those years of writing, just literally showing up every day, writing a song, it, it really, um, made me find my voice yeah. and from my perspective as an artist So that then, you know, I could know which songs I wanted to then put on my records.
0: Sure, sure. So in in July this year, um, you released the video for your song Janice at the Hotel Bar, which is a song that was co-written with Laurie McKenna, who is, of course, a huge Grammy-nominated country artist. And that was another of your tracks that received a bunch of accolades. Um, How did you first start working with Laurie? Because... I understand you've you've worked with her quite a bit over the years.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so let's think. When did we first write? What is the year? 2020. I think we wrote a song. I think we wrote Happy People in maybe like 2016. Okay. Um, that was the first song we ever wrote. I have been a Lori McKenna fan since <laughs> I first moved to town. Yeah. I mean, studied her records and just waiting for the moment that like, you know, I could get, I could get in a room with her Yeah. and I, you know, that finally happened in 2016. I flew up to Boston and, um, I flew up a day early cause I just, I was nervous, just wanted to get like settled in. And, um, I showed up at her house the next day with that idea. And she was, I mean, everything that, you think Lori mckenna is and that you hope Lori mckenna is she absolutely is <laughs> she's so warm she's so welcoming she makes you feel like you deserve to be in the room she is just
0: she's a little bit starstruck at, at that point
1: oh my god i was so nervous like <laughs> you know it's funny because it's like people ask like do you ever get nervous around um you know artists or celebrities and i get more nervous in front of songwriters
2: yeah you
1: know like just songwriters that i respect like it's so much more intimidating to me to be in a room with them than it is like an artist and i I don't know why that is i think i just like i just respect them so not that i don't respect artists but it's just you know i admire them a lot and you want to show your worth and prove Mm -hmm. to them that you can write and um but yeah i mean that's that started it for us and we got i got so lucky to have that first song that we recorded be or wrote, be recorded by a little big town. And, um, it was a really cool moment for me and bucketless moment. And, and then we had, I think two or three other trips since then I'd go up and write with her. And, um, on that, one of that last, those last trips to Boston, uh, we wrote Janice at the hotel bar and live in the dream. And we wrote another song called bad Note. Um, so yeah, I mean, that trip was so special and so fruitful. Obviously two of those songs ended up being on my record Mm -hmm. and really, honestly, I think solidified some of the concept of the record for me. So I, I love Laura McKenna. I, I think, you know, we have like a spiritual connection. I think that, um, she's brilliant and I feel very lucky to get to collaborate with her.
0: Yeah. And I bet there's like a real nice mutual respect as songwriters now. Um, Now you've been working for a few years together. I bet that's great.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really great. That's really great. And um, I'm sure you'll, you'll collaborate um, a lot more, uh, hopefully soon.
1: Um, I hope I'll get to write with her much more. As as long as she'll let me, I will.
0: (laughs) So um, you originally released The Dream yourself uh via your label Pegasus Records right Mm -hmm. so when did you decide to kind of go down the the self-publishing route
1: um well you know I released the dream totally on my own um and I just you know it it spurred a lot of things for me it it led me to management Um, a lot of label meetings were happening and I I was having these label meetings and I was just feeling really disappointed to be honest. It just, I felt very uninspired walking out of them. Mm. It didn't feel, it didn't feel right to me. Just like we believed in this record so much and like just hearing, you know, the responses from some of these people, it was just like really disappointing. And, um, and so we were like, let's just be independent. You know, we're proud of what we've done. we mm. we seem to be doing a pretty good job. Let's just like keep rolling this train. So, um, I started Pegasus Records, which um, Pegasus was inspired by one of my favorite authors, John Steinbeck. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started, you know, putting that in his signature and it, you know, to the stars on the wings of a pig. Mm -hmm. man must aspire even though he is earthbound Mm -hmm. and it felt very true to the way that we put out this record just kind of you know blindly dreaming and reaching for the stars even though we had no idea where Mm -hmm. where we'd go or where we'd land and you know it just felt very true to my midwest roots the heartland growing up you know on you know around pig farms and stuff like that it just felt very
2: yeah
1: on the nose and so I guess kind of by default, like I haven't wanted to, my career hasn't turned out the way I thought it was. I've, I've always kind of by necessity had to just do things myself
2: and prove
1: myself to people. Um, and it's always kind of been that way. And I'm, I've embraced, I've started to embrace that role and to just, you know, carry on. So that's the origin of Pegasus, I guess.
0: Okay. Okay I mean yeah some very inspired decisions obviously that you've made and uh, I mean they've paid off which is which is fantastic and um, you recently announced fairly recently announced a a new partnership didn't you with with Big Loud Records uh, Songs and Daughters which is it's Nashville's it's kind of first of its kind female driven label formed by Big Loud Records and Nicole Galleon Um, tell us how that came about.
1: Well, so we had stopped taking label meetings and Big Loud approached us earlier this year after we had like released the full record because you know, we did the half last fall and then we did the back half this year and Big Loud and Songs and Daughters approached us. And um, after all of those meetings that i would had prior that just felt so uninspiring, this one felt very inspiring yeah. and yeah. just very innovative, very fresh, very... Um, current to the way that the na- the music industry is changing and very relevant um, willingness to move with it rather than um, you know this old old traditional wheel that um, you know a lot of the other labels roll on and so yeah um, it just felt right I mean we weren't looking for any label partner we were looking for the right label partner mm-hmm. and this partnership just felt right. And they were very receptive about making sure that Pegasus was a part of it. And so I just felt like there was a lot of mutual respect there and a lot of excitement and, um, and yeah, it just, it felt like the right thing. So I feel very lucky to have those folks behind this record and on my side. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So they, they kind of continued the promotion of that record, right? Yes. Okay okay cool yeah I mean that sounds like a fantastic partnership that you've kind of established there and something that's going to be really really productive for you going forward I mean you've got a lot of support already by the sounds of it but now you're on board with those guys or they're on board with you um it you know it can only be a good thing really um mm-hmm. so yes yeah, that's very exciting very exciting what else have you got in the pipeline at the moment if you don't mind me asking Hayley um,
1: um yeah, well, we have something coming up that I'm really excited about. We have recorded five more songs that we are planning to release um, this fall. Okay, as part of um, it's going to be called the Deluxe, and uh, you know, it's it's or it's called Living the Dream, and it's going to be an extension of the Dream, and it's five songs that I uh, chosen, I wrote all but one, and collaborated with some of my musical heroes. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm really excited to start dropping that. And cool. uh, it feels like the full circle moment of the dream. It feels like, you know, I, I put out those 12 songs talking about my journey. And then it feels like now I get to show fans like these, these bucketless moments that have resulted because of this record and things that I've gotten to do because of this record mm. and, collaborate with people that I admire because of this record. So it just feels like a full circle, um, project, you know, about, about my journey, starting in a 10 year town, feeling very broken, very bitter. And then the full circle moment of, uh, you know, seeing the way my whole life and career have changed because I made a record I believed in. And, um, you know, the fans, receiving it and embracing it the way they have has allowed me to go on and get to do some things that honestly i i dreamed of doing and never really knew if i was ever going to get to do so um i'm excited to get to share this with them and i think they're going to be i think they'll i think they'll think it's really cool
0: fantastic fantastic um i just want to play a little bit of dream girl um if i might for our listeners because it's uh it's a really lovely record. I'm just going to play a little bit now and I'll be back with you in a sec. Okay. Like you say, that version's got a real nice uh, kind of upbeat vibe to it. So I guess the studio version was uh, quite a contrast to that. Is there any particular kind of pieces of, uh, you know, any instruments at the moment that you're, or any pieces of gear that you're particularly liking at the moment, any kind of go-to bits of kit that um, that you're really using at the moment?
1: You know, I'm pretty simple when it comes to all that. I just, I just play my acoustic guitar. Um, I picked up the banjo during quarantine. Okay. Taught myself a few chords, a song. Uh, but honestly, yeah, I just I, I write on an acoustic guitar a lot. No frills, uh, very simple. But that's kind of I like it. Yeah, keeping it
0: simple. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, fantastic, Hayley. Uh, it's been so lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you very and, fun and
0: um it's great to hear that you're keeping busy at the moment and um sounds like there's a lot of stuff for us to look forward to so good luck with all the uh everything you've got going on at the moment
1: thank you so much thanks for having me
0: you're very welcome well um we'll hopefully speak soon you take care
1: okay you too
0: cheers bye. cheers hallie bye headliner radio supporting the creative
2: community